we don't have to hear welcome to the nonprofit coach with ted hart the most listened to internet radio show in the nonprofit sector dedicated to helping your charity succeed it's no secret that combining online and offline techniques is the key to modern-day fundraising success, and practical advice is what you need. The Nonprofit Coach with Ted Hart is the perfect landing point to learn from experts around the world who provide advice you can use. Ted Hart is without a doubt one of the foremost nonprofit thought leaders, also a successful author. His books range from successful online fundraising to the use of social media and how to make your nonprofit green. Guests on the Nonprofit Coach are leaders in their field who share tips and trade secrets for nonprofit management and fundraising success. Ted lectures around the world, but now he's here for you. From the latest in charity news, technology, fundraising, and social networking, Ted and his guests help you and your organization move to greater levels of efficiency and fundraising success. This is a live call-in show. Add your voice by calling 347-324-3080. After the show, you can find all our podcasts at tedhart.com. Click on radio. Don't forget to dial 347-324-3080. Now, welcome the host of the Nonprofit Coach, Ted Hart. want your charity to succeed. It's no secret that combining online and offline techniques is the key to modern day fundraising success and practical Here. advice is what you need. The nonprofit coach with Ted Hart is the perfect place to learn from experts around the world who along with our host provide advice you can use. Ted Hart is without a doubt one of the foremost nonprofit thought leaders. Also a successful author, his books cover a broad range of topics from major gift fundraising to use of social media and how to succeed online. Ted lectures around the world, but now he's here for you. From the latest in charity news, technology, fundraising, and social networking, Ted and his guests help you maneuver through this economic downturn in the charitable sector to greater levels of efficiency and fundraising success. Remember, this is a live call-in show. Become part of the show by adding your voice. Call now at 347-324-3080. After the show, you can find all our podcasts at tedhart.com. Just click on radio links. Don't forget to dial 347-324-3080. Now, welcome the host of the Nonprofit Coach, Ted Hart. And welcome here to this latest edition of the Nonprofit Coach. Thank you so much for joining us here live from BBCon 2015. Uh, and my first guest uh, today is Mark Pittman. 
as a fundraising coach, and uh, you did a very important uh, big idea show today on harnessing your organization's story. Yeah. So first of all, Mark, thank you for being here on the Nonprofit Coach. Uh, it's great to have you here. So harnessing your organization's story, of course, everybody wants to do that. Yeah. Very few do it right. How do they get it right? Well, they, the, the, the biggest way to get it right is to stop talking about yourself. It's getting your story right. It's getting the donor's story. I was listening to a video before my big idea session on um, what we tend to do is inflict our story on a donor. It's almost like journalism. Here's a story. We're taking our story and bringing it to you. But for fundraising in particular and nonprofit marketing, it's really important that we enter the, the story that the donor already has, that they have a role to play. Because if they just read the story and then often what we do is a happy ending, they're all good, you're good, you don't need our help, so it's fine. So that's, I mean, that's the biggest, one of the biggest shifts is moving, and I, you've probably seen this, right? It's the whole we and you letters, taking a fundraising letter circle all the we, you, ours, and us is in red, so that, because those are going to put your fundraising in the red, and put all the you's, yours, and, and uh, your in black, that's when you're starting to talk to the donor. Now, there's you can progress beyond that, so right. we being inclusive of the donor, well, most nonprofits need to first do a we activity, get them out of exactly. the Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think we may have been competing with each other because I was moderating uh, a big idea uh, session uh, maybe just before yours, around the same time. Um, and one of the uh, oh, yours coming up. Yeah, mine's coming up. Oh, okay. So we're giving a preview. Yeah. Okay. I thought I thought maybe preview. you were you were right around the same time. So all right. So this morning I moderated uh, a show on the future of fundraising. Yeah. And one of the topics that we talked about is this concept that I call youthfulness that it's, like it. it's, it's all about you, it's about your interest and your involvement and, and how technology is moving in that direction but isn't quite there yeah. where the donor customizes their relationship with the charity right. of their choice as opposed to our sending out those campaigns. It sounds right. like that's the direction that you Absolutely. That you're was even, I was in a corporate session, a corporate giving session today, which was fascinating was two things corporations, the corporate donors are saying they want is impact, which we heard in the beginning, we heard a lot, but also stories. They don't have the stories to share on social media. Right. You know, nonprofits that are doing that, if you've got the content, you can tell it in a compelling way so we can just push it out for you. Which is great. I mean, it's all this like virtuous cycle. I, I, I think part of the problem that a lot of fundraisers have, and it's not their fault because, you know, those of us who have been around for a while, we sort of created this ecosystem called True. fundraising. Uh, and I think we actually got it wrong, and it's a misnomer, and it puts people in the mindset that I'm here to fundraise and to raise money. So I floated this idea in the future of a okay. fundraising session that in fact, those who are now called fundraisers would get their head on straight if they actually were referred to as chief inspiration officers. Interesting. That that's really what they're there is to inspire, to engage. That those are the things because people will give. The fundraising will come, but as you and I know, I mean, we've been around a long time, yeah. is people will give more. Yeah, all right. yeah, me longer, all right. Um, but uh, people will give more when they're inspired. They do have to be asked, yeah. but it's okay, about their right. interest. Yeah. It's about their interest and how you make that ask, which I think is more about That's inspiring. so funny because I just put out a, uh, I do a weekly coaching email called Fundraising Kit to help kick people out, of, out the door, get them yeah. out from behind their office, CEOs and CEOs. And, uh, today it was let the donor do the talking. Yeah. On your three to five major gift asks, be quiet. And here are three prompts. And the reason was I was at a reception at Blackbaud, we saw here last night, and there was a major gift officer. I realized this morning we had a great conversation, and I don't really remember much about her because she didn't share much. She just kept asking interesting questions. Okay. 
good, good is, major gift officer, right? It was right? really great, yeah. So she's got all that information. Her and started yeah. talking about it, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. it was, and I had a great time. It didn't feel manipulative. It didn't feel controlled. One of, one of the, the ways that I, when I do, uh, particularly board training, is that I think board members, first of all, they're, they're uh, often intimidated by yeah. the whole idea of fundraising uh, because I don't want to have to ask my friends and they're going to ask me or whatever. Um, but just remembering to shut up and listen and to let people and tell their story and yeah. you know, ask them what their interests are. People like to tell their own story if you let them. And nobody's telling them. Stephen Covey talked about how um, if you're ever been pressed underwater, under what well, he used to say, under pressed under, under a pool, and you're gasping for oxygen, most people live their lives gasping with psychological oxygen. Mm-hmm. They just want somebody to notice them and tell the story. So Vanessa, Vanessa Chase watching has been the big idea section. She's also she's a master at creating personal stories and storytelling. Uh, so she's going to be sharing some of the stuff that people can actually do. And why that matters. And then Sean Sheridan, who's a photojournalist. I don't know if you saw that. Those of you, if you're listening here, yeah. happy to be kind. You can go down and see the images right up by the registration desk. Beautiful. Well, and that's one of the things that let, let's talk a little bit about. Let's bring this back to BBCon because one of the things that's really wonderful about being here uh, at BBCon is that it really has grown into the celebration of what's best in cancer. It really has. So, you know, I, again, we've been around long enough. I remember when sessions like this were really about using black box services and how to, right, so how to enter this field. And, yeah, we're in Charleston. Yeah. But it's grown beyond that, and I think it's because BlackBot understands that philanthropy is more than that. Absolutely. That the support that they provide to the professionals is really about how to engage donors. Yeah, they, there's been a, and they haven't asked us for me to say this, but I, I've noticed over over more than a decade a real concerted effort of how do we give back? How do we give back to the sector? You know, NP experts, mm-hmm. uh, the, they're for BlackBot K12, they're having experts yeah. giving back uh, to their clients. It's really helpful yeah. to see that and to see some of the best practices like this sort of development about the millennial giving thing. They're right here, right, right. about his research. Yeah. And then, like, Christoph is going to be talking a little bit in just a few minutes. And I mean, there's just so many big lines in. Right. And they make it the business to bring them bring them together. I mean, let, let's let's face it. Any any conference that brings Mark Pittman, you know they're on that. You know that they're on that the, the, the cutting edge. But back to the back to those board members. I mean, one way that I would get board members' attention um, in terms of just getting them to focus on listening because people get nervous, and and when there's silence, somebody feels like they should say something. Yeah. Like, you, like they have to say something. Is I would say. The, you know, after you've made your pitch and when you're supposed to be listening, that's the moment that the first one to talk has to make your pitch. Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so let them tie. Just wait them out because the nervousness of the silence, I think, is a big problem for a lot of people. But what I tell, tell a lot of folks is let it sink in. Right. You know, you so what I say is giving people respect the process. Some people are fast processors, some people are slow. And once you've asked them to take action, you put them on the spot. They need to think about what, how can I do that? Is in my bank account? Will I tell my, my business partner? Will I tell my foster partner? All this stuff goes on, and they'll let you know when they're the first to be done by the, being the first. Right. And they might, you know, they might be sitting there thinking, "Oh my God, do they really think I'm I'm going to make that gift?" Or, "Oh my God, that's so small." Of course, you know, yeah. But you don't know. know what they're hearing because you're not them. So, so it's easy to fill in. The so this is where we fill in our stories. We fill in with the sounds, the negative stories. Right. Oh, they don't like us anymore. Oh, I've really offended them yeah. because they're I asked for too much. Or yeah, yeah. But yeah. You don't know that. Yeah, no. You don't or know. We've been calling them back up. If you haven't done the follow up, starting at the ask, you following up. 
feel like I must be annoying them. Or it could be that they've actually been looking forward to hearing from you. Right. They're just too busy because their life is just And it's not their full time job. It's yours. It's yours. And so <laughs> you do it. Yeah. Yeah. So do so it. That's why I like the term yeah. fundraiser because I like to tell people that you're raising funds because it's relationship inspiration. But there has to be, you're using, usually paid by donor dollars to do it. Mm. And so there's a moral obligation to do that. Just right. the that. I, I, I think I think that's true. I, I often put the emphasis though, because I, I like I said in the earlier session today, I said you know I have no fear that any fundraiser is going to raise too much money, because your organization will find a way to spend oh, whatever okay. it is that you raise. Um, so it, and and if you are very successful and you raise a lot of money, guess what? They're going to want more next year. Absolutely. Um, so so my my focus is it's not about the money because there's never enough. There's never too much. There's always a, a strive for more. It's how are you engaging that donor to be meaningful to the mission of the organization? Because in doing that, okay. you and I both okay. know that if you've done your job and you've actually educated, and we'll go back to your topic here, harnessing your organization's story, is if you've done a good job harnessing your organization's story, it's more about negotiating the terms of yes. the gift than it is actually asking for a gift because you really have made a friend. Well, and then if you're listening, you can see that I like that you said it back in the nonprofit industry because that's key. Yeah. Um, the corporate session I was in, it was interesting because there are a lot of corporate office agreements and things that nonprofits can really benefit from, but they can't, um, they, they could benefit from, like, you know, a lot of corporations are not giving money right now, they're not giving checking accounts, who's not. But if they had, if you had some process improvement thing come in, you could be saving money significantly in your operations for years. Right. Because it's just a little, a few little tweaks. That's right. So you have to be listening to the, the corporate donor right. prospect and, and listen to their story. What are they talking about? And think less company? about the, the, the check or the checkbook uh, philanthropy. So if you're because you're a CEO or a board member listening to this, you know that you have to start changing the way you grade the job performance of your corporate relations people. If you want long-term success. Right. I mean, if all you want to do is make this year's budget, if all you want to do is fill out the this year, that's a slash and burn. But if you want to truly be the kind of organization that's going to be successful in the long term, you need these donors to be your friends for a long, the long term. Exactly. Let them tell their story. Harness the story of your organization. That's what Mark Pittman is here for. That's what he's helping us. And there's a big idea here. session at four. It's going to be three of us. Vanessa, Sean, and myself. Yeah. Well, great to have you here, Mark. So good to Always be great to show. see yeah, you. And uh, we, we'll have to tell our producer, Diane Peach, to get you on the show again. And, cool. And maybe you can give us a little bit more of the, the, uh, the session. So, yeah, that would be great. Uh, yeah. The there, there are some very smart minds in that room. great. Mark Pittman, thank you so much for, uh, for being here on uh, the not, Nonprofit Coach. Um, our next guest uh, is uh, Mike Giannone. Um, so I'm just looking around to, hello, how are you? He is making his way over here. He's BlackBot CEO uh, and uh, is new here to, uh, to BlackBot. Uh, and uh, Catherine, you're joining us as well. Nice. It is so good to see you. You were just on the show, I was. Uh, uh, giving us the preview of, uh, of BBCon. The two of you are all smiles, and I know why you're all smiles. This is the biggest BBCon ever. It is. Yeah. It is. So, uh, wow. Is this all you? Is this because you're a CEO that things just get better? Or uh... No, it's not all me. It's the whole company. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know that it's Albany, and we were, I was just talking to uh, Mark Pittman. Uh, about how far BlackBot has come um, and really understanding philanthropy in a very different way. 
And I sort of feel like the evolution that I've seen, because Blackbot has been, as you know, a, a strong supporter of this radio show uh, and of my work, all the way back to the founding of the E-Flanthropy Foundation in 2000, oh, that's 15 years ago, uh, that we founded the E-Flanthropy Foundation. But philanthropy has changed in our understanding. And, I, and back then, um, you know, Blackbot was really struggling to sort of get the nuts and bolts of, you know, this box and Razor's Edge and the how-to. And it's really morphed to be more, I think, a celebration of philanthropy, of best practices, of the best minds in philanthropy. So BBCon is really in a very different place now. Um, and I think that's because Blackbot is in a is in a very different place now. So um, we're going to um, actually let the CEO start. Catherine, we'll, we'll get in only because it's great to have you here, sir, on, on sure. the show. And thank you again for uh, having us uh, do the uh, Nonprofit Coach Radio Show live here from BBCon. So I just want to ask you um, about uh, now coming in as, as CEO of, uh, of BlackBot, what's the future BlackBot look like? Sure. I think, you know, we, we've made a lot of changes in the company in the last two years. And we've really, I believe, sort of poured the foundation of what we are to look like. And so you can see that kind of manifest itself here at the conference. And it starts from how we think about the company and the changes we've made and how we can help our clients have a bigger impact on their missions. And it's a combination of so the, the, the pillars of a very different way to think about technology and platform combined with expertise and best practices, combined with world-class support in a different way, much more modern technology, but much more inclusive of partners and of best practices, um, which is quite different than how BlackBot thought about solutions uh, historically. I, I really think that's true. And, and Catherine, you and I uh, uh, spoke before. You're the Vice President of Corporate Marketing. Um, and so you're all about telling the story um, that, that Mike and the leadership are, are fashioning. Um, and what I see here at, at BlackBot is this focus on philanthropy itself, not just the nuts and bolts of this software, that software. That, that's almost become sort of incidental that, of course, you want the best, uh, best in class services. And so you, you want BlackBot to be your partner in that regard. But it's what you do with it. That makes a difference, right? So tell us that story a little bit. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Blackbot is my place. We're in a really different place. And, and you mentioned philanthropy. So this, this is the QCBCon, and it's been focused up, you know, solely on the nonprofits until this year. Yeah. And we're really expanding the messaging, the best practices, the stories, the influences we're bringing on to cover the entire philanthropic space. That's so not just because talking about it narrowly, you know, you need to look at the whole the whole industry to really make an impact, but also because we as a company have grown. Now with MicroEd, we have foundations here. We have now with these foundations, with these corporate corporations and their CFR officers. Um, so as we expand, we're expanding this conference so that we're really giving back and helping drive the entire nonprofit industry. Well, and, that, and that's so impressive. And I'm not just saying this because you're here, sir. Uh, Catherine has heard me say this many times that uh, in the industry, I think uh, BBCon just has the reputation of being one of the, the most well-run conferences. You come here and, and everything is thought of and people think about the process of how you're going to learn so that you're not sort of struggling to fit into a room or, or figure out where you need to be. So that's been a big focus of, of BlackBot for a while in terms of the service, whether at uh, BBCon or you're getting training or the, the software itself. What does the future have in store for? I mean, when we look, I I was uh, honored to be invited to 
uh, moderate the big idea session on the future of fundraising. So we were sort of musing, and, and I want to thank you so much for 90 minutes on the future of fundraising. I have to tell you, most conferences would have given that about 30 minutes and called it good. Um, and we really got into um, the future of fundraising there. What about the future of BlackBot? Sure. I think, you know, again, I think you're seeing some of the building blocks of the future of the company. Um, you know, we announced the product this morning, or I did on stage, focused on outcomes. And it's a, and it's a, and it's a uh, you know, it's a focus that we have that includes, the, again, to Captain's point, the whole uh, philanthropic community, not just nonprofits, um, but it includes foundations and, and CSR, which is, you know, lives in the corporate world. And how does this all work together? And how does expertise work together? And how do we build sort of this, this network effect for good that includes all of those parties, not just sort of one side. And so we're thinking about the industry in a much more holistic way around all of the, the contributors to the, to the industry. It's quite different for us. And we think about the, the industry in that way, and it relates to how we think about technology and solutions, because we're a software company, but also how we think about expertise and data and how do we make it easier for everyone to, to achieve what they want to achieve, looking at it from the entirety of standing in their shoes and the whole um, industry, the whole sort of 360 view. Um, which is, so, which is so important because we, you know, we, we've been living with these new tools and this new technology and everybody's sort of struggling with how do I make all these things uh, work together. But it, it takes a technology company to help us learn all those, those processes. And that it sounds like that's where you're taking block right? Yeah, we are. Uh, so we're looking at the entire ecosystem of this, right? So before, I think, historically, the company did a good job in focusing on product, product by product. So we're taking a step back and we're looking at the entirety of, of how, to, how to help a nonprofit or a foundation in the context of the business they run and then the context of the ecosystem that they, they are existing within the whole thing. We hadn't done that before. We were very product-centric. Now we're sort of full market-centric. It's yeah. quite different. Yeah, and just to add on to that, it's a really important point to bring this back to BBCon as well because I think you know people come to BBCon in the past to learn about Razor's Edge and you know, all of our products. And BBCon has come so much more than that because of our industry focus. So this really is an industry conference. You do not have to be a black line Right. And we talked about that on the radio show a couple of weeks ago when you were on that, that that really is part of the new message of the, the new BlackBot is that, yes, we have technology, but you also, as a company, have a an understanding of philanthropy from a viewpoint that most charities can't see because you're seeing it across a very broad platform. What does that help us learn? So I mentioned this this morning in my, my uh, opening keynote, which... I mentioned that, that we are sharing information and data from 70 million households, and it and it is really sort of a you know a, a manifestation of trends on where the industry is going and what the future might look like based on all the research that we do. Because we have a broad view of the marketplace more than a single nonprofit or a single foundation, and so we can understand those trends. And we do that through data, if we're analyzing the data, and then connecting with outside experts. To make a living out sort of understanding best practices and where the industry goes, and combining that together is what we're bringing to BlackBot, which is much more than a product conference. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. In the big session this morning, one of the, the concepts that I put forward on this whole notion of the future of fundraising um, is this concept that I call you philanthropy, um, where it's really the, the, the future, I think, 
um, is is going to be much more akin to people's relationship to Amazon and Apple and, and, and for-profit companies. How can I customize my relationship with my favorite charity as opposed to the charity telling me how to connect with that charity? How, 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 how do we make that happen? Is that yeah, I mean, that's underway, right? Yeah. So we, we have some software solutions that make that happen, like Everyday Hero, which is a crowd fundraising. So that's an individual's choice to participate in an event and then choose a charity. Mm-hmm. So it's not it's not charity out-driven, it's individual sort of inbound-driven. So we have a solution that facilitates that, and we're integrating that solution with everything else that we have. And so that's sort of underway. Another way that this happens is we're doing a lot of work around trends and technology enablement around social media. So a great example is the ice bucket challenge. Right, right, right. Yeah. For a long time. And you know, that got facilitated on the front end through short video challenges on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I was challenged through three times. Yeah, all your customers only want to know, how do I get mine? How do I get mine? That's, right? all, the, yeah. that's all they want. You, you get that, and right? So Facebook's on the front end of that. But when you click through Facebook, you land on a black box piece of software, which mm-hmm. is the page right LS, and all the processing. So we have basically connected the page and the back-end processing to Facebook on the front end. Right. So that's a glimpse of the future of social media driving self-selected, mm-hmm. ALS at this point, at that, at that uh, story. Um, and event, that just went viral. Right. Right. Which you can't, you can't predict. It is, yeah. And, and uh, a book that I wrote uh, uh, maybe close to a decade now, People to People Fundraising, is this notion that charities are important, but people give to people and want to connect to family and friends around this notion of philanthropy. Right. Exactly right. yeah. Kevin, I just wanted to, to ask you, so I think it seems to me that you have a, a really big challenge here at Blackbaud because th- there's a more and more a fine line between marketing and education and helping people make sense of all of this data and, and 70 million households. So yeah, you're marketing a product because you, you obviously want to sell a product, but you also have so much rich data that people can actually make decisions on. Yeah, really well said, Ted. You know, the way we approach it is I actually have a team um, that uh, works for me, and all they do every day is focus on thought leadership. And we really see that's the way we get back to the industry, and that's what we go to market with. So, yes, we do put product, you know, messaging out. We want people to know what we have. But really our goal is to um, help support this industry. So, you know, where's the giving coming? Where are the growth areas? Um, how do we help our customers stay ahead of the trends in the market or on that cutting edge right, so right. that they are, you know, that they're moving forward and moving, moving emissions forward? So that is actually our the way we market as a company is that we lead with that data, we lead with the market research. We think that's really the right thing to do. And Mike, that's no. If I can just yeah. add to that quickly, so from you know, so I'm the engineer in the in the next year, and so from an engineering standpoint, what we're also doing is, and which is new for Blackbot, is we're embedding software solutions in our core platforms like Razor's Edge NXT that are data informed that serve up answers and suggestions before they're asked for. And so a Razor's Edge NXT customer can log on and the system now will say, these are the three people you should call first and this is why, because we've run data analytics and routines in the background. And so we're actually taking some of the things that are sort of apparent or not readily apparent from an education and data standpoint and we're building software and we're making our solutions more predictive and more intuitive with enriched data. It serves up to the, to the end. Well, I, I just think that's such a brilliant move because I, I think where a lot of your customers, those that could be even bigger customers, 
they, they sort of get scared off a little bit because I'm not an engineer. I'm not a technology person. So am I going to get overwhelmed by doing this? And it seems that the direction, and, and you've been going in this direction for a couple of years, but it seems like it's really becoming useful, is that now it's becoming more of a partnership software as opposed to I bought something that houses data. It's now helping me do my job so I can be that strategic professional and not know anything about software or technology or managing it because I have a partner at Blackboard who's helping now serve up what I need, even if I don't know how they do it. Yeah, that's exactly right. And we're basically building industry best practices in the software enriched with data that serves up you know, ideas and suggestions on what you might do next in your, in your job. Yeah. I, I think you folks, because you're pretty well connected, know how important that is to really being a revolution for fundraisers. Um, another one of the concepts that I, I put forward in the, in the earlier session today was that I think the whole notion of fundraising and being a fundraiser um, is, is really a misnomer that we created early on in the professionalization of, of this industry that sets people on the wrong path. And that I think if, if we went through and renamed all those people the chief inspiration officer for their organization, they would really focus on my job is to inspire people to give, to focus on the mission rather than focus on your pocketbook. I love that we actually had Derek Feldman from G that was speaking here earlier and he was talking about that very thing. Well, the fundraising is just one little piece of the connection you're trying to make. So right. You really want to create that relationship. So I love I love the inspiration because you want to get them to really um, commit to your cause, not just give to your cause. That, that's if you care about the donor on the long term if you see them as a partner. I mean, if you're just doing slash and burn fundraising because we've got to make this year's budget, then maybe you don't need any of that. But quite honestly, you're dooming your organization if that's the way that you're doing fundraising because that's donors, particularly today, they have so many more options and they can research and they're looking for that kind of transparency. They're going to see right through that as a pony. Well, I, I'm going to thank you very much uh, for your time. I could sit here and talk to you for hours. Uh, and, Mike, I hope uh, that both of you will come back on the show and we'll have a little bit more time when you're not so pressed running uh, your own conference here. So, Mike Giannone, uh, BlackBot CEO, and Catherine LaCour, BlackBot's Vice President for Corporate Marketing, thank you for being my guest today on thank the Nonprofit Coach. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to be here at, uh, at BBCon. Uh, next up here on the Nonprofit Coach, we've got uh, Kevin. Uh, McDearis, uh, he's the uh, EVP, and Mary Beth uh, Westmoreland, the Senior Vice President of Product Development. Uh, and the focus here is really going to be our Chief Technology Officer. I'm sorry. Okay. A recent promotion. Oh, wow. Wow. Is that, this is news right here on the Nonprofit Coach that you have this fancy, dancy new title. Uh, well, welcome here to the Nonprofit Coach. Now, we've got a fair amount of time because we really want to talk about the future of product, the future of, and we just got a little bit of a hint from your CEO uh, about how technology here at BlackBot is becoming more predictive. It's taking data and serving it up in a way that those that are at a nonprofit and don't consider themselves the chief technology officer, uh, a very fancy. Um, so, uh, so welcome here, and uh, why don't we get ladies first, okay? Uh, I just have to ask you, fancy new title, um, what what does this mean? Um, well, I mean, I was your vice president of products, yeah. and responsibility for all of our mass market products yeah. and our architecture solutions. So now with this new role, um, it's responsibility for our global architecture strategy 
um, and working across all of our teams, across all of our engineers, and um, executing to our position strategies. So what makes you lie awake at night? Um, just thinking about going faster, right? Going faster. Yeah, yeah. we want to go faster. We want to deliver more in a shorter amount of time to all of the amazing customers that we Right. And, and Kevin, um, so your role in this future global... Sure. Yeah. So uh, I'm in charge of all of research and development for the Bullet Enterprise. Uh, Mary Beth and I work together uh, very closely and have... Uh, I work for Kevin. Doing, oh, okay. Yeah. Good, good. I sometimes work for you. Probably <laughs> <laughs> more so than you work for me. But uh, we uh, work on essentially the product, the vision, the roadmap, overall strategy, but also I'm responsible for all of our products, for our cloud offerings, for our clients. So you folks have been on the cutting edge of moving Blackwater in this direction. Of what I, I really think, what I see in the evolution of the, the product is that it's no longer buying software; it's buying a partner that helps you do your job. Is that so? It's it's like having a consultant on your desktop that's looking at the data and crunching the data and helping serve that up in a way that maybe you could go to. 15 seminars and learn how to do that yourself. And maybe you would know how to run the right reports and maybe you get to all those answers, but maybe you don't have the time to do that. That's exactly right. Yeah, for sure. I mean, with, with analytics, which by the way is a big component of our overall mm. architecture that we just talked about, mm. we can do things like not just surface analytics to drive reports, but actually to drive behavior. And that's what our products are about. If we think about our NXT solution, all the work that we've done there, it's about presenting information that's actionable to our customers so that they don't have to think about who should I ask or how much should I ask. Right. We provide it to them. And you're providing them this data, um, having had the experience of multiple clients and seeing best practices. So, you know, I'm, I'm trying to do the very best job I can for my nonprofit. Um, but I don't necessarily know all those best practices or what's going to work, particularly for my size organization, whereas you're able to give people that insight without having to go to a seminar. Or go, yeah. Right. That's right. It's, it's very similar to parallels you would have seen in the late 90s, early 2000s with ERP solutions, right? So it was very difficult 20 years ago to implement a large ERP solution like SAP, for example, because it was sort of a kitchen sink approach, right? Maybe mm-hmm. it'll do anything. But the success rate rose as software companies realized, hey, let's include best practices right. so that if you don't already have them, it's all, you know, the rising water rises all those, right? So ultimately, you get the benefit across um, the whole industry of, you know, where things are a commodity kind of process. And then for more detailed processes that really are special for you or support your competitive advantage, if you will, right, in raising money. Um, you can specialize and customize those. Let's focus on that topic that you just brought up because I, I think that is um, a very important differentiator for people who choose to use BlackBot today. Um, and, and that is sort of that disruptive nature of um, really being predictive. Sure. Um, whereas I don't think that this industry uh, really thought about that other than, okay, you gave me 10,000, maybe you'll give me 12. Right. But I'm basing that on, I hope you'll give me 12. Right. Um, as opposed to all of the data points that come into, help me fill in that yep. story. So we have some exciting new innovations that we'll be talking about tomorrow. We're really excited. But some of them it's okay to talk about it on the show today. Sure. It really is. Come <laughs> on in tomorrow morning. Um, it's going to be very exciting. And we've got more to plate it into 2016 and 2017 as well. Um, 
know, this is really where we're going to begin to lead with analytics. How do we help our customers make better predictions and set better expectations um, for themselves, for their boards, for their donors, um, so that we can deliver faster results for everybody? And analytics is different, right? Like we go so far as down to the depth of data hygiene and making sure that all of the data that our customers have is accurate so that they can do things like reach out and campaign or send emails. But also, you know, our analytics platform will not just be about things like um, smart software. I mean, we're, it's going to be as flexible and open for um, our customers to take and do with what they want. Mm-hmm. You know, you asked a question about, like, how is it, you know, you think about um, $10, but I hope you get 12 But we don't want our customers to think at all about that, right? right? We want to give them the tools so that they can just do it and then get that $12 without having to think about that, too. Right, right. In uh, the earlier session today, um, that I was so pleased to be asked to, moderate the big idea session on the future of fundraising. Um, And one of the concepts that I put forward for discussion is this notion that I call you philanthropy, um, where the tools now allow the donors to now develop their own relationship with the charity, which I think is is a dynamic change from where we've been, which is I'm the charity, I have a campaign, I need to raise this, you therefore give, and we'll make our campaign. But I don't think that donors today are as interested um, in that kind of model as to why I want to give in the first place. What inspires me about your mission? So give us some prediction of the future in terms of where you philanthropy is going to happen at Blackburn. So certainly you've seen a a big trend with Teamraiser and DIY there and the additions there. And certainly Everyday Hero is making it really easy for people to go out, sign up for, and enlist with any nonprofit and you, you know, make muffins and every muffin earns a dollar or whatever that activity is. But, but I do think we're going to see more of that. And I think um, a lot of the, the flexibility of the platform that we're building, a lot of the things we'll announce tomorrow are really going to allow us to begin to pull from sort of the best of everyday hero, best of Illuminate, leverage the NXT technologies that we've been working on for the NXT solution line. To, uh, to really make that happen. And we're using, as Kevin said, I mean, a lot of our new architecture strategy is about being able to reach past the fundraiser into the donor to enable that connection to happen to the fundraiser. Right. But it's not just about giving. You, know, you asked about like the donation. Well, for us, it's more about permission, communication, and delivery. Yeah. And that's what drives the giving, right? right. So it's not just about like give us dollars. It's about let me tell you a story, right? right? And right. you know a lot about that. Yeah, exactly. Well, that and that's uh, I just shared. Uh, uh, earlier with uh, with uh, Mike and Catherine, that the other one of the other concepts that I shared today, and again my my role in sort of talking about the future of fundraising, um, it was to inspire people to think about the future in a very different way. And I and I kind of think the whole notion of fundraising is uh, sort of uh, you know uh, becoming an old concept. Um, and I, I challenge people to actually rename their position chief inspiration officer right. um, because your job is really to focus on the mission and to inspire people yeah. to become invested in the mission. Because I think the, the notion of fundraising, at least from my perspective, is to say, I have a goal this year and I'm therefore fundraising to that goal. I've got to make a budget. And of course, that's true for all of your clients. Everybody has that. Um, but they're going to have it next year, too. And they're going to have it three years from now. The budget's not going to go away. So who's going to be there with you in two years and three years? Is it the donors that you've been inspiring and building over time? Or is it that slash and burn, give me the check, I've got to have it by December 31st, fiscal year ends? And I think that what I'm seeing with the tools 
is that Blackbot is helping, whether people are, are necessarily going there themselves, helping think about the donor in a holistic way as a real person who is connected to a mission and really cares yeah. as opposed to a data point with a checkbook. That's yeah, right. You have to come to our general session. Tell us what you think. Yeah, yeah. because that's exactly yeah. what we're trying to do. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you think about the notion of an engaged donor and engaged constituent. It really is exactly that. It's what's so exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, being able to, um, Mike mentioned of the day, the off the grid that we have twice a year, um, we've had some really innovative ideas in the last couple really of cycles. Amazing. Really focused on, hey, I'm, I have some time today. I'd like to do something good. How do we make that happen? I've got money today. I want to donate to somebody um, who's going to engage me and inspire me, right? And so um, we've got a, a growing list of really good ideas. We do. And our job as technologists is to make sure that our platform can inspire that thinking. You mentioned that all the kids and the engineers, but we're also getting like tons of ideas and thoughts and from the technology trends in the industry and also from our customers. Well, I, I'm so excited it's just sitting here talking to you, and I can tell you're excited about what you're doing, which tells me that the future is very bright with what's happening at BlackBot because it's not sort of, you know, while I'm a technology person, I'm slogging through getting the code written and things like that. <laughs> a but, I mean, that. of course, it's always part of that. But I think when, when you're really focused on what is the future of philanthropy and how can, again, back to my concept of, of you philanthropy, is that it's about you and it's a story about you. Right. And how can the technology help? Uh, because I think you, you know this, but I'm just going to throw this out there as one of the driving forces is that, you know, most nonprofits are understaffed. Um, and they're understaffed in a couple, couple different ways. They don't have enough bodies, but oftentimes they have people that are not as senior right. as you might want them to be, given all of the data and all the strategy that comes. In. So it, it's it, you're making it possible, I think, with the, the um, software becoming more predictive and more of sort of a consultative friend right. to allow nonprofits to be more successful even if they can't afford to hire the professionals right. that are going to have all that. Because right. I, I'm, I'm hearkening back to, um, you know, 10, 15 years ago, if you wanted to have a fighting chance at raising serious money, you had to actually hire people in your office to do a lot of the things that the BlackBot software will do for you. Right. If that's the direction that you're going in, tell me a little bit more about the future of how you become even more of a strategic friend and not just software. Yeah, I mean, I like to go right to the donor first. I mean, um, you know, our goal is going to be creating this ecosystem of good. And it's going to be about delivering solutions that are flexible enough to grow with a nonprofit, um, but also turn to enough to be able to deliver missions that perhaps, as we said, years ago, they would have to do manually. But I don't think it's enough just to be able to help nonprofits raise money, as you suggest, right? We have to be able to promote mission. We have to help with them with their ability to be able to communicate and drive their growth. Um, there are volunteers, sponsors, members, alumni, right? It's right. not just about right. right. It's not just about um, dollars raised. Right. And so when we think about analytics, it's also about all of those other multi-channel pieces of mission delivery that are really important to us. In any event, the whole platform that we're working on, which is a very different age now of NFT and the delivery there, is about enabling that, but also reaching past fundraisers into providing them with tools that enable, like through social, through mobile, right, through all the, the venues that we have today, to touch donors. And you talked about this engagement, long-term engagement. Exactly. And to meet them where they are, right, Kevin? Right. I mean, it's yeah. it's not a matter of, oh, do I have a website that is... Uh, 
has a good uptime. Right. Um, th- and that's that's just an old concept. Yeah. It's your donors are mobile. They're on the move. Are you? Yeah. One of the the the, the um, topics that I threw out in the future fundraising was what I call the twenty four seven campaign. Um, and the the charity that never sleeps. They can't do that without software like what they can do with Blackbot, right? So tell me how Blackbot helps you, even even though you do have to sleep. Right. So you're 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 a human being and you do have to sleep and you want to go home and you want to spend time with your family. Um, but how does Blackbot help you uh, exist and flourish in a new world? You talked about the the uh, ecosystem of good. Um, that new world is a 24-7 world. It is. It is. And I think, you know, from the basics and you mentioned the cloud infrastructure that allows that to exist, that that's the fundamental element. I think, you know, next on top of that, though, is understanding how those processes work yeah. by for reaching to the customer. I mean, marketing back to men or from Mars, women or from Venus, but communicating to them and engaging them in the way they best feel engaged. That's sometimes direct marketing, not so much more these days, email, chat, social. And we're incorporating all those delivery mechanisms so we can meet the donor and constituent where they are. Where they are, in a way that's meaningful to them. Right. So, again, going back to, uh, to mission, I, I was wondering if you could um, share with me, because I know you, you study this and look at this and ask a lot of questions. What are some of the biggest pain points that you hear from your clients that Blackbot has been working on to, to solve? And where, all of this development didn't just happen, you know, out of thin air. These are these are seeking to provide solutions to problems that are real life problems. Um, what are you hearing today? Are the the biggest issues that donor client or you, that clients are, are seeking yeah, I mean, to solve? One of the one of the um, first things that comes to mind is what you mentioned about being able to do more with less as a nonprofit. You don't always have um, folks on staff who are, um, you know, you have kind of the same person. Are there volunteers? Work, are there volunteers? Might be volunteers, right? Yeah. Right, right. And, um, oh, that institutional knowledge. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's exactly right. I, I, that's, I, I'm glad that you brought that up because that's that's another benefit is that, you know, by having sort of this strategic consultative partner of Blackbaud, all that data is in there, including the people who came before you. So if you're new on, on the job, it used to be, well, I'm kind of starting fresh. Well, now organizations have a lot more to build upon, right. even if they're changing out staff. Well, and if you think about it before, it was much more a repository of data. You ran reports, yeah. and you went and did something, and then you updated the data, and then you ran reports, and then you went and did something. Now you log into the product. And it helps you do those things as you need to do them. There aren't reports and then do this and then get reports and then do that. And that's actually like the support as part exactly. of that and all integrated in the same experience, yes. right? Exactly and then, right. And then the other thing is that when you think about engagement to that extent, then you talk about the 24 hour thing, right? We have to be a global company, right? We have to be able to do business across the globe because our nonprofits are not just US based anymore. Right. And then there are these new generation of people called millennials, right? And they are speaking differently and doing things differently. You talked about being able to be there where they are. A lot of our customers, our clients, come to us and say, you know, we want to be able to reach out and be able to share and communicate to this new generation. Because if they don't, as good as your mission is, the one thing that we all learn about the internet is there's always more. Right. And there's always more competition and there's always someone else. So where you might think, oh, well, you know, we're doing okay and our donors really like us. Well, the competition that's out there and someone doing it better is right around the corner. That's so right. if you're not connected 
to a company that is going to help you stay cutting edge, is going to help you learn from others. Even though you're slammed, you just you don't have a minute to spare, you need somebody who's on your side who is looking at. So one of the other concepts, back to the, the future fundraising session uh, that I put out there, is that global is local and local is global. Um, and that it's not good enough, no matter where you are, no matter how small your community is, to only think in terms of how you're raising money there. And I'm not saying every small little town is going to start raising money on the other side of the world. The point is, is that what's happening on the other side of the world is going to affect your donors. Yeah. And they're paying attention to the 24-hour news cycle and all the information. And so how are you making yourself relevant right close to home? in this new global society because, you know, we've got all these boundaries that are being, you know, cut down and broken down and data is part of them. Right. When the world is flat, the market is much bigger. Right. Right. Local fundraising is happening now everywhere, right? That's a trend. I mean, you know, even some of the largest enterprise customers that we work with, they want to be able to instigate things like peer-to-peer fundraising on a local level. Like, I'm going to be more... I'm going to be more um, inspired to give a real personal connection. Exactly. And so, you know, that's where the local part comes in. Even if you are one of the largest clients that we have, to make it more personal, that's what makes a difference. And that's where technology helps, especially with the millennials that are coming up. Right. We have to do that. We have to arm our customers. Exactly. Part of the nonprofit coach ecosystem is that we host a discussion group on LinkedIn called People to People Fundraising. Uh, and it just keeps growing and keeps growing. There's more than 3,000 people that are part of that. And it's because everyone is trying to learn from each other in terms of how do I engage? How do I make that, that really truly uh, focused on the donors so that they can take action even though I don't have a campaign. And I think that's back to what I was talking about before. You philanthropy um, is really this notion that I'm trying to get people to understand is the donor is about them and they're connecting to your charity. You don't own that donor. Um, They own their connection to you. And they may take that someplace else if they're going to feel more engaged, more inspired, and more appreciated. So, all these tools have to work for you, whether whether you'd like to think, you know, the whole Internet thing, maybe it's, it's just a fade, you know, it's just a fad, um, you know, because there's still charities out there that are, you know, yeah. still sort of convinced that, you know, well, as long as the gala was a good gala and, you know, we've been doing it for 50 years. And I'm not against that, but I think that yeah. the, the whole dialogue and communication with the donor is far more complex right. now than it ever was before. Yep. Exactly right. So how does data make it possible for us to make all that happen? It can't happen without data, yeah. right? I mean, first of all, we're in this very unique, but also, you know, a little bit of a, a heavy kind of situation where we have the visibility to that aggregate information to enable that kind of giving, right? So we have to use that in ways that, you know, that are going to enable the kind of behavior that you describe. I mean, look, we're doing it in many, many different ways. We've got... We've got, we talked about things like smart software, and it is a great example of where we're presenting actionable information to our clients who then can reach out via whatever avenue. Social integration is a big piece of that, being able to harvest social information about how people interact with Facebook or any of the other, Twitter, any of the accounts. And why that matters, I mean, just to kind of bring that that back for all of uh, our listeners today. The reason that that matters is because you've got to be truly authentic and genuine. Right. And the only way that you can do that with large numbers of people is to be knowledgeable. Because I think 
one of the, the death knells to a fundraising program is when you're not authentic and, and donors are going to see right through that and they're going to notice a phone um, that you're trying to fake it. And I think that's one of the, from my perspective, that's one of the, the pluses of social media is that it's requiring us all to be in the moment and to be very real. Yeah. Data is going to be a big part of that. Well, I'm very effective too. I think about my own personal experience, right? So if I get communications to try to get me engaged with a charity and they're coming from multiple channels and I've already responded to one and I still get another one, I'm yeah. like, wait a minute. I know what it costs to do this. Um, you know, I'd rather you have my money go to somebody that's going to be more efficient for that. And I want, I want the folks to reach out to me to know me. Right. right. To know me and to have, again, if, if they don't have a personal connection from the beginning to make it, and the reason for that is that, yeah, I mean, from the nonprofit's perspective, the more I know, the more maybe I can fundraise. But it's also it's making it much more real about you, right? So, so in terms of you philanthropy, I'm now... Me, more meaningful to to that charity because they took the time to yep. care about what's meaningful yep. to me as opposed to while well, it's that time of year to send out the emails or it's that time of year to send out uh, the direct mail and study after study after study and I know that the data that's available through Blackboard is the same is that the response rates to that are just dropping off. Why? I think because of two things. One is um, that uh, it's not authentic enough, um, and second of all, there's just a lot more competition. So how are you choosing to compete? If you check out, you're not going to succeed. Right. Yeah, well said. Okay. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Um, so uh, Blackwell, so we, we, don't have, we don't have an awful lot more time. I'm just doing a, a time check here. We've got a little bit more time uh, to explore, again, technology, future, tying it all together. Um, I'm going to let you folks take us in that direction. We've got about five minutes left. How do we want to wrap this up? What do we want the listeners to know? about technology, fundraising, inspiration, and black box. So we are going to see, I think, in the next 36 hours or so, some announcements that will be uh, game-changing. Yeah. Um, it, it started with the NXT Solution Line. Certainly people are already getting a preview of it, but we're going to see just how far we can begin to take it. Um, we'll go through some stats about just how fast. We're talking hundreds of releases in the last three months yeah. for our um, new platform product line. Um, so it's really is that confusing to people, or actually, you know, people liking it to Christmas every time they like it. <laughs> so think about, um, you know, Facebook or right. Google or, you know, you don't know what version you're on. Right. That's a lot of fun if they upgraded Facebook. Yeah, right. You, you don't have to know that, right? Know. Yeah. Um, but you always feel comfortable with it. So um, we're using those same capabilities, proven technology, and essentially to be able to deliver those frameworks to the marketplace. We're really excited about it. That, and we know that, um, you talk about generational changes, but we know that the face of fundraising is changing. We see it. We know it, and it's going to explode here, right? We are developing an architectural platform that's going to enable flexible change, right? And that can be through open partnership and integration with our partners, with our clients, you know, we want to create an ecosystem that will grow as the nonprofit grows, as the industry grows. That's the, that's really the bottom line. And we're not just doing it as Blackboard anymore. I think about the work that you know that, that Kevin brought to Blackboard and the thinking that he brought to Blackboard. It was about looking across the different
very best that technology has to offer, not just for the nonprofits, right? But what is happening in the industry today in technology? How can BlackRock leverage it to deliver? And we are. We are doing things so differently in the last 12 to 18 months. And that's what enables us to do things like 300 releases of NXT in like you know, two weeks' time. We could do that if we wanted to. Well, I love well, I love the energy. So that 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 tells me that something big is coming. Which of course now you know that our producer Diane Peach is going to be hot on your trail to get you yeah, on to talk about these uh, these uh, releases awesome. since I can't uh, uh, wrestle it out of you before uh, the announcements here at uh, at uh, uh, BBCon. Uh, Kevin McDearest, um, EVP here at Blackbot. Uh, Mary Beth um, Westmoreland, who is now the Chief Technology Officer, very fancy title uh, here at Blackwood. Thank you so much for talking to us um, about technology in not a technology way. Um, that it really came across as the focus here is on the people who make philanthropy possible and the data that can help charities be successful. Um, so I want to thank you so much for doing my best here. Thank you so much. It's really appreciate it. Um, so we're going to uh, wrap up the uh, the show here on uh, the nonprofit coach. I just have one uh, short little uh, piece that I want to share uh, with my uh, listeners uh, because Giving Tuesday is uh, coming up. Uh, Giving Tuesday is on December 1st uh, this year. And so I just have a very quick uh, video uh, or audio that I'm going to share with you about Giving Tuesday. Fundraising, that means you're in sales. Because anytime someone says, I'm going to give you a dollar, that means they bought into the idea that this dollar equals this impact, which means you've made an emotional connection with them. You have to start off with that at the core, why someone wants to give as opposed to the how and the what. So let's talk about some tactics here. Hashtag Giving Tuesday is an example of a day of giving. It's fantastic because it creates urgency. We've got one day to do this, which means that there's a deadline. You can have people that are going to procrastinate, but they're going to try to donate in this time frame. And it lets you test out different campaign ideas and really engage your supporters if you do it correctly. We've got 29 tips on this uh, on Whole Whale's site for ideas for Giving Tuesday. Encourage you to check those out. You don't ask someone to marry you on the first date. That's weird. Don't do that. So in the same sense that if the day of giving is the first time you're trying to get someone to donate, uh, that might be a bit awkward. It tends to take anywhere from like 8 to 18 months to turn a random email from just found your organization into somebody who's a donor. That storytelling, that communication takes some time. Plan that in. Hopefully this doesn't come as news, but there are people, many of them, that don't care about your organization. Forget them. Pay attention and segment the people who care and care a lot about your organization. Segmentation is huge. You can also think about it as, hey, there are some people on our list that have the capability not to just give $10, but $10,000. You can use tools, a couple quick ones here. We did it. This is also a donation tool, but lets you look through, hey, here's a bunch of emails. How much do these people potentially have? And then there's also more professional systems like Wealth Engine. Uh, costs a bit more, but you're able to put in a large list say, all right, let me get back the ones that have over X amount of money. Please ask for more than just a click. That's lazy, right? Just click here to you know, vote for us. Just click here one time to donate. You can ask for more from people that care. It's a fact. You've been listening to the Nonprofit Coach Radio Show with Ted Hart. Tell all your friends to check out our production schedule and download our iPod and iPad-friendly podcasts at tedhart.com. Thanks for listening to The Nonprofit Coach.